This is a podcast from Rover. Jay and Dunk. The Rock Drive. G'day champions, it's gone three o'clock. Friday afternoon, ready to go. That's Friday, so if yes, what's your plans for the weekend? Where are you heading? What are you doing? And who are you going to be doing it with? Text them through to 3520 and set those fizz levels to bloody hoi for those that need a bit of inspiration. Myself and Dunk have come back from the naughty north and we are fizzed up. We met some amazing people. We'll get into that a bit later on in the show. Uh, feed in the back says, per possibly a tropical island getaway, some cash, tickets to the flight for life. We'll do those before four o'clock and native trees. And like I said, we've been hanging out in the winterless naughty north with the New Zealand Young Farmer of the Year's awards and finalists. Never heard of it? Well, we were lucky enough to catch up with Michelle Stevens from FMG and she explains what it is and why it happens next in Smoko Chat. Smoko Chat. Okay, bit of Smoko Chat for you. Last night we were lucky enough to be invited along to uh, present a whole bunch of awards at the Young Farmers uh, New Zealand Awards last night. New Zealand Young Farmer That's of the a- Year Awards, yep. Yeah. It was great, the Norwood Young Farmer of the, of New Zealand Awards. And today was the practical day. This is when they find out who, who the uh, Young Farmer of the Year is uh, after a few days of intensive Training and uh, and, and uh, exams and practical. Um, we, what did we watch today? It was a good one. Now, head to head. It was basically the premise was that they had a, a bushfire that was raging towards them. They had to make a makeshift, uh, I guess, from a water holding station, which they could then draw from to put the fire out. They had they had two ladders, four pallets, a, bu- a picnic table, and a tarpaulin. Uh, and we went along this morning to check out all the action. We also caught up with Michelle Stevens from FMG, and she is a bloody hoot. What is your role here at the Young Farmers Grand Final? Today at FMG Young Farmer of the Year, I am here to support everybody having an epic time. Yeah, you bring a lot of fizz. I love that about you. Doesn't it make sense that FMG is involved in the New Zealand Young Farmers because you ensure the livelihood of so many farmers oh. that you are building in and filling in the bottom and doing exactly oh. what it is in advance? You're a beautiful I... man. You've got it. We are here <laughs> for the good of the country and we are New Zealand's leading rural insurer. Growing up on a farm, I would uh, often see hats and jerseys and everything, all the great merch that you would sling our way. Um, so what is it that what is it the Farmers uh, FMG does uh, when it comes to the rural sector? How do you help out? We go where our farmers and growers like to be and that's why we're here in the winterless north today. <laughs> Rains a lot for no oh, winter. It's moist up here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so no, we're here. Today is practical day, so we've got a hot lunch so we can um, feed the good people. And the juniors are doing some cool stuff and they are stropping a, a Honda quad bike onto a trailer. They probably don't even know how to drive a quad bike. <laughs> so, this, when you say juniors, how young are we talking here? Three levels of contest the angry kids. They're the little E's. They compete in teams of three. Then we've got the FMG Junior Young Farmers, and they compete in teams of two. They're the secondary school aged. And then we've got the FMG Young Farmer of the Year, and they are the, well, they're the big kids, really, aren't they? Although they do age out when they hit 31. I tell you what, though, it's a bit like the Hotel California. (laughs) I feel like you can check out, but you can never leave. You would have had some great... Some great times, if we could roll back through. Oh. There's been 10 years. Can we chat about it like a blowout that happened? No names, but like mm. a, maybe a blowout that happened that oh. was not talked about the following year, but we can talk about it now. Have I got a yarn for you? <laughs> yes! Uh, 
I won't tell that one. No, I won't. Oh, no, I can't tell it. Oh, shivers. Where are we going to go with this one? Look, the 50 years, celebrating 50 years of contest. That is pretty epic to have a contest that goes for 50 years. It's all about the best young farmers. So 50 years was in Invercargill and the mud. Oh, never seen anything like it. Shout out to New Holland for getting their brand new beautiful tractors dirty, hauling everybody's cars out of the car park. <laughs> the very first grand final was insane. It was in Topor and the uh, convener is now a great mate of mine, so I'm quite happy telling this ridiculous story. So after you're pushing these people to their absolute physical mental limits, and then what did they make them do? They made them ride a bike with no seat. <laughs> What? <laughs> and then skull a yardie. A whole yardie. What? Yes. Yeah, no. So, you know, and FMG have had, you know, the opportunity to come in and enhance what has Tidy happened to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, so now bike song? seats, it's just a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Uh, Beersies uh, at appropriate timesies. So, uh, yeah, they do all sorts of cool stuff. We've, we've introduced the, the farm strong element as well. So, we make sure they stop and have a break at lunch, stop to recharge, have some hot kibe, check in on each other. Be good humans! Yeah. Hey, thank you very much for your continued support and obviously. See your, your level of fizz today. Oh, I love you, it. Can, you bring the sunshine out on even the worst Northland days. So thank you very much, Michelle. You're a treasure. <laughs> Thanks, heaps, guys. I think this text that just came through from Monks. Once again, straight into it, mate. Can I can completely imagine the lovely hug and kiss this lady gives when she meets anyone. You've nailed it. That is a Novus Glass GC. That is a great contribution to the show. Great text. 50 bucks and a native tree planted on your behalf, Monks. Appreciate the text. Appreciate the positivity on a Friday. Uh, and for anybody that is listening, I think they just wrapped up about an hour ago, the Young Farmer of the Year for today. It's bloody been sideways rain up in Whangarei. Um, and uh, some amazing action. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed the rest of the uh, rest of the day there. We had to obviously get away quickly to get back here. The Jay and Dunk Podcast. It's Friday. Stacey Texan, husband and I are heading to Wellington for Jim Jeffries. Wow. He's in the country. I just picked up some short ribs and a dozen crafties, you little beauty. Just going to the 21st, fancy dress 21st, and Dunners. Happy birthday, Tiana. (laughs) It's Friday. Yeah. Going to be doing an overnighter at Dad's uh, with the missus. Going to have a few home brews, then on to Dunedin to watch the ABs. Yeah, yeah. the boys. It's Friday. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Paul. He's off to Curry Night at Dad's. Make sure it's hot. A few beers and watching the ABs kick absolute butt. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh, Grant's off to watch some top-notch All Blacks rugby at the mighty Forsyth Bar, New Zealand's best stadium by a country mile. Woo! With Pete the Punisher and Colsey Oamaru is off to the big smoke. Yeah, the boys and girls. It's Friday. Yeah. Radio Dennis, mate, what are your plans for the weekend? Uh, putting a flat deck trailer on a ute, having a few cans, watch the rugby, go fishing Sunday ah, with the lads. Mate, we all yes, here. Yes, kicking goals. Go, you. Good thing goes. It's Friday. Yeah. Matty, your plans for the weekend? Uh, heading to Invercargill on Sunday for my daughter's Nationals Gymnastics Competition. So, yeah, can't wait. Ooh, best of luck to her. It's Friday. Yeah, cheap, huh? Yeah. Uh, this one here from Paulie D. Backcountry hiking to a ski hut on private property. Four of us. It's called Jack's Hut. So we all bring a bottle of Jack Daniels with us. Hike and ski for three days in a row. Can't wait. It's Friday. 
Another one here was planning on chasing bluefin. Butterballs on the East Coast on Stitched Up. Might just have to sit on the boat on the trailer and stitch ourselves up instead. That's from Jake and Justin. (laughs) Great text here for me, Andrew. I'm the sideline critical care paramedic this weekend for the All Blacks v Island. Up the ABs. Cheers, the boys. Jeez, they really, I don't know how to have one of those on standby. I guess you bloody have to. Good on you, mate. Good luck. Yeah. Hopefully you're not working too hard. Keep them coming in. Uh, text them to 3520. We'll get a few more of these in there. There's a lot of people going to the code. This is mega. Josh, your plans for the weekend, mates? Oh, I just go to mate's birthday party tonight and fucking play some footy tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jobs on. Jobs on. Jobs on. This is Jay and Dunk's podcast. Jay's going to serve us up a must listen uh, for the weekend. This is how one. And who's this? He's on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, this is a he is a seventy five year old theoretical physicist, author, and science educator. He's also been on the documentary A Tear in the Sky, which is basically covering off UFOs, uh, UAPs. His name is Michio Kaku, and he this this little bit that I'm about to play you blew my mind. That so much so that I went back and listened to it over and over and over again to try and bend my mind around it. Okay, I'm prepare excited. to be amazed. And once their brain melted on a Friday afternoon, here we go. Another application is then to take this digitized human, put it on a laser beam, and shoot it throughout the universe at the speed of light. I call this laser porting. So you digitize the human, so all the responses of the human are on a digital signal. You put it on a laser beam and shoot it to the moon. In one second, your digital brain is on the moon. On the moon, you download your digital information that codes who you are onto an avatar. And the avatar then can roam the moon and not have to suffer from weightlessness, cosmic rays. No, you are an avatar controlling all the movements on the moon. At the speed of light, the fastest known velocity in the universe, your digital brain waves and information about your brain and thinking can be shot throughout the universe. This is all well within the laws of physics, and this is something that could easily be done within the next 50 to 100 years. I'll stick my neck out. I think this already exists. Really? I think that aliens in outer space don't use rocket ships. They don't use that rocket ships because they, they crash, they have problems with gamma rays, radiation, food, whatever. They've digitized themselves. Place, place their consciousness on a laser beam, and there's a laser highway. A laser highway that could be right next to the Earth, for all we know, carrying the digitized souls of civilizations, and we're totally clueless. Oh my God. <laughs> for just the entire podcast, uh, just the way that he talks about things and all of the science, because this stuff has been happening for a long time. Mm. So he is privy to a lot of information that not many people uh, that do the same sort of profession as him are privy to. A hell of a listen. L-I-S-T-E-N to 3520. It is a mind melter with Michio Kaku and Joe Rogan. It's fascinating, fascinating stuff. You want to know where we're heading? That is a pure indication. He talks about uh, Elon Musk and how far ahead he is of everybody else. Like, we are literally cavemen standing next to modern man whenever we speak to that guy. This is Jane Dunk's podcast on the Radio 2 from 3 to 7 weekdays.
bit of a classic stitch-up that brought everyone together apart from one person. Uh, and this is the story <laughs> that's been sent through. Won't read out the person's name, but anyway. Um, in Australia, I used to work with a fella, a greedy bastard, in a biscuit factory in Cumbria. One, uh, one day, uh, I thought I'd teach him a lesson. You see, what he would do is eat everybody's uh, sweets, crisps, lollies, so I hashed a plan. I finished work at 2pm and then went to the local chemist and bought some laxative chocolate and didn't Ooh. even know they sold that stuff. Took it home, melted it down and turned it into chocolate buttons, then took them <laughs> back into work the next day. First of all, went around the factory, closing all the nearest toilet cubicles and removing all the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Only one I couldn't do was a truck driver's loo. Not a place to go in brackets. Uh, only then I placed the chocolate buttons in the drawer. First couple of hours, nothing had been touched. Then after lunch, all three had been, been eaten. Yes, by the greedy bastard. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. 20 minutes later, he came up to me and said, Can you look after the machine? I need to go to the loo. He scurried away. Went one way, then passed the other way, this time on his tippy toes. Both toilets, of course, they were out of order because I'd locked those. <laughs> then passed it again across the yard to go to the trucker's toilet. His steps, get his, his steps, his steps keep getting shorter and faster. <laughs> 20 minutes later, he turned back up, and then he buggered off again. Next time, he came back to the machine dressed in a new set of <laughs> Now, you ain't going to believe his name. It's Dwayne Johnson, and still to this day, doesn't know who or what happened. I hope you find this as funny as I did. Well played. I wonder if the lesson was learned. You know, what you do need to do is test it. Just put some more back in there and see if he goes for a second bite. <laughs> oh, I feel like he's the type of guy that would. Absolutely. No, nah, but a great stitch up. Brought the team together. Somebody at work today, they got stitched up. It was, <laughs> it brought us all together. It was amazing, you know. Like it, I'll tell you what happened. It was Marty. Marty, right? Like Dave on the forklift, he, he said, Marty, Phil, Phil, Phil's the boss, right? He said, Phil, in the office, he wants you. So Marty's like, oh, what does Phil want? Marty's walked up to the office, gone there, asked Phil, what do you want? Phil says, I don't want you. <laughs> the bloody stitch-up. <laughs> Dave sent him along. Phil didn't even want him. <laughs> We're all standing back together watching. It cracked us up. Classic stitch-up. But I'll tell you what, it brought us all together. You know, before that, it was a bit of tension. A few guys have been making a few mistakes. We had to get a few orders out on time. You know, it was a lot of tension in the warehouse, but when Dave laid the stitch up on Marty, oh, mate, brought us all together. You can't beat a classic stitch up, I reckon. Give it a crack. Have a stitch up. I reckon this country was built on stitch ups, you know? It's what makes us who we are. Uh, that, of course, uh, Goxie, <laughs> who's one of the great Australian comedians. Yeah, that is exactly what that country is built on, <laughs> stitch-ups. <laughs> the Jay and Dunk Podcast. Uh, the news has been announced that the Warriors will be taking on a new head coach for three years, Andrew Webster. He did uh, uh, coach at the Warriors under Andrew McFadden for a couple of years and uh, more recently been under Ivan Cleary at the Panthers. So hopefully he's coming from the same stock because Cleary's on an absolute tear. Uh, our tech producer, Caleb Lowe, though, couldn't help but think there was a couple of people that were over Overlooked for the head job. Here are four solid options to be the next Warriors coach. First one, Tim Shadbolt. Oh, 
What on earth am I going to do in Borneo? It's higher than Mount Cook. I don't think you people realise how many plum puddings I have to eat as mayor of Invercargill. Now he's been the mayor of Invercargill for a million years, so he knows how to lead a team. And he won't just ditch you and bugger off to Australia like the rest of them did. He's had finals experience in the past. He came third in Dancing with the Stars in 2006. Option number two, Hone Harawera. Hone Harawera will now leave the chamber. He's not up to much nowadays. He brings a lot of mana to the group and the jersey. I mean, mana was the name of his party back in the day. His attitude is what really gets in the job for me. We all know the clip. And failing that, send the boys around and give them a f- good idea. Case in point, this is my third option. Scribe. How many do you know roll like this? How many do you know? Self-proclaimed like crusader. So clearly knows what success looks like. He had four number one hits on the charts within the space of two years. So he knows how to create instant success out of nothing. The fourth and final option, Brooke Fraser. She already said it. She'll throw them a lifeline. And she'll do anything to make them better. So, when she's coaching Mount Smart, there's definitely going to be... And that right there was my four picks for the Warriors coach. Cameron George, feel free to give me a bell. 0800 Rock Phone, mate, let's chat. He does a fantastic job, doesn't he? Yeah. Brooke Fraser, great stock, great rugby union stock she comes from. Really? Yeah, her old boy was an All Black. Is that Bernie? Yeah. Caleb's onto something there. Yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely lass too. Uh, we probably well, don't need a bit of lovely though. We need a bit of mongrel back. Well, anyway, it's still our year, guys. 2022, it's our year. We're going to win the uh, grand final this year. Yeah, 13 plus when we're not on bye week. Yeah. Probably 13 plus on bye week's a bloody good one. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, we're always 13 plus. The boys are on. This is Jay and Dunk's podcast. There's a real funny uh, video I've come across and it's going up on the Rock Drive Instagram uh, as we speak and... Basically, it's a bloke that's gone and purchased a firework and he's decided that, because it's a cute little one, like the size of a money jar, and it's a Pikachu, the Pokemon, and he's like... A lot of power in a Pikachu, though. Obviously, completely unaware of how important that is, that little... Pokemon is within the scheme of things. Yeah, and he's like, oh, we'll just let it off and do a live stream in the, in the, in the bedroom. Idiot. Yes. And Pikachu, because obviously this is radio, and you're going to hear different parts. So Pikachu starts spraying from the head, and then the arms, and then the sides, and then the finale happens. And you'll also you'll know when the finale happens because uh, he's freaking out. Just a, just a little bit. Absolute panic station. Just, I mean, I'm an idiot. Mm. I'm one an idiot at probably one of the biggest levels you can get in form in terms of idiocy. Mm. But I would never, ever, ever, and I say that, and I'm thinking, have I ever let off fireworks in my room? And I haven't. 
If you want to send to your phone right now, have a crack at texting Pokemon to 3520. <laughs> 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 Fire was taken, apparently. Okay, thank you, Showboss Teague's uh, talking in her ears. So um, the, I'm going to say it was uh, a workplace that I've worked at. There was a bloke that used to work at the same workplace uh, that I was working at, and he let one off inside, <laughs> and it's not good. Like, it's really not good. It's because heaps of the real grunty fireworks now have the ones that you heard go off in, in that video where it starts crackling. Yeah. And when they're crackling, they're spreading all over the place, which is what's happening in that video as well. And it had uh, the workplace we were in had those carpet tiles, and we had to replace about 30 of them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's never a good idea. And that's why we can't have fun explosive things anymore in this country because people of uh, our generation and previous generations... Uh, wrecked moon travellers for everybody. And if you know what a moon traveller is, you're part of a select few. My uncle Mad Dog Clive sent me, uh, he sends me croc stuff on Facebook. It just pops up a messenger. I'm like, I don't know, I've just woken up. We'll check that later. <laughs> and one of them was of a bloke that was holding up a firework. He's on a sand dune, either Australia or America. It looked very like spring break-esque. And it might have even been a flare. Anyway, it goes off in his hand, and basically he's just left with a shucker, and he's bleeding out, and he's just sitting there holding a beer. It was one of the grimmest videos I've seen. Anyway, I'm Duncan Hyde, and that's my story. to go. Fizz levels are high. Red Hot Chili Peppers coming back to New Zealand January 2023. If you've text RED plus your details to 3520, we could be talking to you right now. Good afternoon. Who are we speaking with? Oh my god, you're speaking with Piggy. <laughs> G'day, oh my Piggy. God, Piggy. <laughs> you're on the radio, Piggy. Nationwide, no you pressure. You little beauty! Oh, that's you. Straight into <laughs> How good. How good. Hey, Peggy, whereabouts are you in NZ at the moment, just soaking up a Friday Arvo? I'm in Leaston. (laughs) Amazing. Who are you going to take with you? I'm going to take my husband. You sound like you're getting a bloody bloody teary-eyed. <laughs> well, my son is just the biggest fan, and he's just bought tickets. So now we can rock on down to Dunners with him, hopefully. Oh, here you go. Go Krampus style. Good on you, Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, nah. <laughs> yeah, see if he can keep up, eh? Absolutely. Hey, great winner. Hold there. We'll get him out to you. Uh, congratulations and hard luck if you didn't uh, win, but you would have got sent the link for all the pre sales, which are now on. Absolutely crushing. They just come off the back of Coachella and three nights in Hyde Park in London. Played to over 200,000 people. Oh, man, there's a lot of people that have been looking forward to the Chili's getting back to NZ. No doubt these tickets are going to evaporate as soon as they hit the market. The Jay and Dunk Podcast. I'm not going to lie, this uh, next guest has got a wild, wild yarn, and that's why we think he should be in our Mad Dog Club. 
The Rock Drive. Mad. Talk. It's New Zealand's fastest growing club, our Mad Dog Club. And if you get in and there has been a shade over 100 Mad Dogs that we've put in our Mad Dog Club, you get a baller Mad Dog Club ring and the entries have been coming in thick and fast after people saw this. Reese Lewis, uh, we welcome onto the show. Uh, welcome, mate. How's things? Good, lads. How's everyone? All right. We're yeah, good. We're not bad, mate. I'm excited. Dunk has been uh, rubbing his hands together all afternoon in anticipation of me hearing this yarn. Uh, he said it's right in my wheelhouse, so I look forward to it. Back a few years ago, we were, we were taking landmines out just below Tanzanian border oh, uh, for a seismic operation that the Americans had come in and they were looking for oil, obviously. A few weeks in, I started having the, the fevers, the malaria fevers. Day two, I started feeling a little bit worse for wear, and I actually went to a meeting with all the medics. And as I stood up to give my little lecture, I fell over and woke up to a huddle of them over me. Unbeknown to me, I had a bit of complications and I went into full black water fever. Uh, the mortality rate on that is about 97%, so it was quite serious. Anyway, the decision was made to medivac me out. We were quite far from everything, so they cut a, a chopper pad, uh, rushed me back to the closest airport. Ambulance jet was waiting for me. Yeah, basically shipped me back to back to South Africa, into Johannesburg. Went straight into hospital, into ICU. Um, I actually didn't feel too bad. I thought I was okay until the doctor said to me, mate, <laughs> you're in a bit of trouble here. You need to actually phone your missus and have a quite a serious conversation with her because wow. if you don't wake up tomorrow, you're dead. What is blackwater fever? It's so a 97% chance that you would die once you get that. Your organs go into failure and your red blood cells implode. Um, so it blocks all your kidneys and everything and you die. <laughs> Reese, so you, yep. get, you get told you need to make a tough phone call to your wife. How did that phone call go? I've gone through a few other things in my life. So it was sort of a norm for Jen to get a call like this. So she's pretty used to yeah, me being pretty close to to see in the pearly gates. Can you just give me maybe a couple of other examples as to why she wouldn't be shocked to get this phone call? Been shot at a few times. I've been sh- stabbed. Anyone in my sort of age bracket from South Africa will have a bit of a military history as well. Numerous injuries uh, with rugby and a little bit of bar fighting and a few other things. <laughs> so I've probably broken every bone on the right hand side of my body, to be honest. <laughs> So you wake up in the morning and the doctor walks in, congratulations, you're still alive, and then he then delivers not good news, there's actually some more bad news on the horizon. I think it was day two, my arm felt like it was in a fire. Came in, lifted the covers and her eyes went wide and she ran out the room. And I thought, holy shit, what's going on here? Anyway, it turns out I went into septicemia <gasps> and my vein where they put the drip in on field had solidified. <gasps> so if I... If I bent my arm, that would have obviously broken and I would have bled, I would have died within 20 minutes. So I went in for emergency surgery and there's the wonderful score. Wow. Holy shit. Man, that's cool. Yeah. So this is radio. It goes from uh, top of the bicep, down yeah, past the elbow, then uh, to the top of the forearm. She's a beauty. That is, yeah. that's, that is the main one that but feeds had, into your I've armpit. Some, I've, had some little, I've had some little stitches uh, tattooed just as a reminder every day. <laughs> It looks pretty cool. It looks mean. <laughs> I got I got through it all, and um, yeah, two weeks two weeks in ICU. Um, I got flown back to my hometown. I landed there, and I had I had lost twelve kgs of muscle mass, so I wasn't looking great. But I'm better now, so that's the main thing. <laughs> Mate, you're chipper as any more. Then, miss- have you done any more missions to go and pick it up? You know, peel out the landmines in Tanzania. No, no, no. I, I stopped after that. Um, <laughs> but I did a month later. Um, I was on the sea. We 
I was part of a, a security group, an armed security group uh, for anti-piracy. So we were cruising up past Somalia, and then I came home after that. Yeah, it was interesting. Mate, and, and from all of that to um, to driving a Mr. Whippy van now, making ice creams for people, that's amazing. What a story. <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a sociable person. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is honestly one of the oh. best Mad Dog um, yarns we've had. You're absolutely 100% in the club. 100% in the club. Welcome yes, to please. the Mad Dog Club, mate. Reese, wow, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Have you got any fingers on a hand for this ring to sit on? You kind of strike me as a person that's just running a couple <laughs> well, of beer that, clubs. That one's, that, one's gonna, that one's pretty mounted. It doesn't look great. So <laughs> I probably would go that one there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well done. A polished diamonds jewellery design. Uh, Mad Dog Ring is heading your way and uh, it'll take pride of place on whatever buckled rat talon you can put it on. Uh, <laughs> I will wear it with pride, definitely. It's Jan Dunk under rock. Here's some of the great stuff from the last five days broadcast put together by our tech producer, Wendell 3 announcer, Caleb. Right, AJ, what do you reckon? Shall we get into the great stuff for this week? Hi, I'm tech producer Caleb. And this is the great stuff for this week. We started the week with a huge hiss and a roar with a ridiculous call about what Robert's boss bought him for bringing up 10 years in his job. It was my first job when I was 14. I'm still working there now, I'm 27. 10 years into it, the boss said he was going to buy me a house and he gave me a saving scheme to buy it off him after two years. So two years later, I own a house now. Naked ass. That is un-mother-effing real. What a uh, champion. I cried. I'm almost Man, crying. That's unreal. What yeah, a oh, boss. That was unreal. And being there 10 years, he gave you a $500 gift. So I spent that on him. <laughs> yeah, good man. Good That's good stuff. Well done. We found ourselves on an absolute heater when we asked for your ridiculous detention stories. Got kicked out of the class for pushing the piano keys. <laughs> I got an after school detention after I called out the kid next to me in science class for, <laughs> for playing uh, barbecuing alone. I was told that I was using inappropriate language in class. Unlucky ooze. Text here, uh, we locked the French teacher in the store cupboard when she went to get some stuff. Um, she made a white flag with a pencil and paper and waved it through the keyhole as a surrender. When she, when she was let out, I was already on the fire extinguisher pointing it at my buddy Big Chaz. Big Chaz, it. That one got me a few after schools. I drew a dick on my mate's book and got told on when the science teacher said, I don't like penises in books, I asked, well, where do you like them then? <laughs> I got detention every science period for a year. <laughs> Have a go at this sex from Keenan. I burnt my college toilet block down in year nine. I got expelled. <laughs> oh, wow, that took a rather large U-turn at the end there, didn't it? For whatever reason, Jay and Dunk decided they'd try to be the edge for a minute or so, talking the hottest goss and entertainment news. If you haven't heard the news, Travis Barker's all right. He was in hospital the other day. He had, <laughs> I don't know, appendicitis or something. He's on the Kardashians now, so he's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. He got the one I like too. The one I thought I was going to end up with. The one that starts with K. Mm, C. <laughs> Every single one of those girls' names starts with K. Oh. Used to me. What about the daughters? The other daughters? Yeah. The other ones? Kylie and Kendall. 
Oh, you watch it too. I don't even watch it that much. I just, I knew, I just thought I knew which one I liked. Yeah, look, not your forte. Here's a random clip I found from this week from Dunk, completely out of context. The true story of this is that uh, shooting uh, possums and saw some hedgehogs banging, eh? Jeez, they were tangled up. Give it a Google. It's a bloody nightmare. You imagine being covered in that amount of spikes and trying to get your end away. Because they're not... They were real stuck together getting the butt of the gun to try and pull them apart. It was like... Why do you slit the bang? We did for a bit. And then we are like, man, they're going to go all night. So... This week's great stuff is brought to you by Jay. You just love getting us fizz for the weekend, eh, mate? That's great stuff for this week. And hey, Gandhi said it best. Crack open some tins and do some vortices for me, would you? <laughs> Cheers. So, we got to see a couple more videos of hedgehogs banging. Yeah, crazy. And... They Definitely just, not the way I thought they would. Like, in your head, when you go, like, mating like rabbits, it should be mating like hedgehogs, because they are little jackhammers, man. It's crazy. I don't, yeah. I never, I just thought that for whatever reason they'd be belly to belly because they're not covered in spikes. They must be able to reverse up a little bit. We've got oh, a, oh, 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 ow. No, not quite. Ow. <laughs> this is Jay and Dunk's podcast. I love to have a beer with Duncan. I love to have a beer with Dunn. We drink in moderation And we never, ever, ever get rolling drunk We drink at the town and country Where the atmosphere is great I love to have a beer with Duncan Cause Duncan's it's me, mate, mate. Yeah. Up to for the weekend uh, great weekend, actually. Boys have got footy. Uh, I think this is uh, they're on school holiday, so this is their last game for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then uh, because their birthday got brushed, we've got their little birthday party, which they're at the age and height now where they can do cool stuff. So we're going go-kart racing, uh, laser tagging uh, with a bunch of their mates from uh, school. And then we're going to County's Custom Killing on Sunday to pick up uh, the stag that I shot. has been processed by the team out there. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, Adam and the team at County's Custom Killing. So, it's, mate, going back to just, I watched it. We were watching it this morning. Mm. Uh, Gareth from Victory and I posted up um, a bloke who's running some home kill as well. Just so good knowing actually who's in charge of it, what faces your food is coming past. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke to some butchers last night too at the New Zealand Young Farmers Awards. Uh, great, great couple. Currently living in Duntroon, but uh, hoping to move back to Nelson. You get up to Nelson, do the whole paddock to plate scenario. Oh, that excites me. It'll come. It'll definitely come. It'll, uh, more, peop- more and more people will get there. So I'm going to leave you with this, guys. This is uh, sent through to the Rock Drive Facebook page by someone, and <laughs> it's quite good. So bloke's living with his mum still, and uh, on a Thursday night, uh, paranormal, some paranormal TV shows on. And they're looking for ghosts and stuff like that, and she freaks out. So he rigged up a piece of um, fishing nylon, um, to the uh, the chandelier, yeah, and he could yank it while she was watching the program from the other room. He ran the line that long, dim the lights so you can't see the fishing line, just really to mess with her. Um, and this is her when she comes walking in, trying to explain that there's some real hokey stuff going on. She's absolutely freaking out. The ceiling light. I don't know how. I don't know what. The next thing, Steve is is fucking doing this. I kid you. Steve, I'm fucking not joking. If fucking, I don't know what happened, but it's fucking swaying. <laughs> that would terrify you, though, wouldn't it? Classic stitch up.
Yeah, man. Just a bit of banter. Climbing to I dear you to our not for radio podcast. An amazing chat on that. Like like we mentioned before, text rock drive one word, send it off to three five two zero. Share it around. It's a, just a ridiculously wild episode. If you've got some time this weekend to climb into that, have yourself an absolute cracker. We'll be back Monday afternoon from three, rearing to go. Paul Marty here. That was the Jay and Dunk podcast for yet another day. Be a part of the team on Facebook or Insta at The Rock Drive.